Oh, yes. As I sit here and embark on a brand new adventure here with you all, I'm looking off to my left and I'm seeing our lovely dog, the lovely Maltipoo Joxer, a.k.a. Bob, a.k.a. Bobby, completely humping his girlfriend and annihilating. Ladies and gentlemen, hello, hello, hello. How are you doing? Welcome back to Heidi House Live. It's really hard for me to contain my excitement as you can tell i'm very excited this is a, a very important episode and here we are recording another episode with the brand new setup here we are we have a lot of new stuff going on if you're listening to the audio feed i encourage you please to of course listen to the episode enjoy it you know this is here for you but go back onto youtube heinyhouse.com and look at the video because we have a brand new setup new backdrop all new setup we have brand new camera well it's not brand new it's it's an older model but used and it works great and it's functional and everything is great man we're, we're upgrading we are moving forward we are doing things uh the show is growing and um i want to continue to evolve and continue to grow with the show and make it better and better as we move forward and this is a big this is actually the first real big upgrade that we've done and i'm going to talk just a little bit about it to let you guys know what's going on um i mean you can obviously see we are coming at you um 1080p 60 frames here on youtube uh so it looks fantastic and of course the new backdrop here steph and i took a trip to ikea and got a bunch of stuff here got the shelving and then we went through the collection and pulled some stuff and and filled up these uh these cubicles back here with some great nostalgic uh, gaming and tech stuff, which uh, represents the show, represents me, and represents everything that I think the show stands for. Uh, we've got great old school tech that you can see around and also some modern and retro, mostly retro gaming behind me. Uh, the Virtual Boy is here. Uh, we've got some of my favorite games, my box games here, Killer Instinct, Chrono Triggers, Excite Boss. There's some Wii Sports we got some Super Nintendo love. Obviously, the N64 here. This is my Toys R Us Gold Edition. I thought I'd bring that out just to show, you know, just just like it's exciting. This is very, very exciting uh, for me to show. Steph has some of her plushy collection over here, as you can see. And, of course, my man Yosh, that's my dude. So he's represented big time. Uh, this here, Pete Dore actually bought this for me a long time ago. He gave this to me. And uh, this is a look at this original Japanese Yoshi Mario Kart. Very, very cool. So thank you, Pete. Much love to you. Put that on display. Uh, you know, we have some random games over here hanging out that you kind of can see. Some DS, some Wii, some PSP, some Atari. And then, of course, we got Hedy Lamar here from Half-Life hanging out. He's uh, holding the Justifier. And then some PlayStation love. Just a little, a little quick overview. I mean, you guys can obviously see it, but uh, yeah, very, very exciting. And the camera... Uh, picked up the camera. It's a, a it's a used model. It's a 2015 model. Um, it's a Panasonic, and uh, yeah, it's just a great little camera. I bought it uh, used on eBay, which it's actually funny. It's the first time I've used eBay in probably six years, five years, five years. Yeah, I I remember the last time I used eBay, and how it fucked me over. And I will talk about this this month. In fact, after this episode, I'm going to record the after party. Uh, for Patreon. So it's a Patreon exclusive. You guys, most of you already know. But if you don't, I do, for the first time ever, I'm starting it this month, 
if you subscribe on Patreon and support on Patreon uh, at the $5 a month tier, you get access to the 30 minute Heine House after party video show, which I talk about ex exclusive stuff in there. Usually I talk about stories and stuff, which is what it's going to be. It's going to be fantastic. Um, so patreon.com slash Jason Heine. There's a plug there for that as well. I have just so much I want to talk about. I haven't even gotten into my intro yet. I haven't even done it. I'm just so excited. This is great, great, great stuff. Uh, but anyway, got the new camera. Um, spent about two weeks on this whole thing. Uh, two weeks setting it up. If you follow me on social media, uh, you were following the whole process. I took a picture when we were at Ikea in checkout. And then also um, some kind of behind the scenes shots, setting this all up and putting it together. So there's videos of it too. You can see some kind of more open shots of what this looks like and how it all came together. So awesome stuff, man. And again, this is just to, to, to show and also confirm that when you support me on Patreon, this is what it goes to. It goes to my, my entertainment, my show, my business. Heine House. That is it. And I put it right back into the show. And I'm so happy when I'm able to do that. So um, I needed to make a move. I needed to move the podcast station here. I needed to use the studio for setting up my drums and doing other projects. So as such, I took that as an opportunity to upgrade. And I pulled the money out of Patreon to buy all this gear. And so it means so much to me. Thank you, all of you. In fact, I'm going to flash it up here. Here's the Patreon slide. Round of applause. For everyone involved, <laughs> patreon.com slash Jason Heine is where you can um, support my cause, my passion here, and, uh, and my business. This is it. This is what I do. Uh, I have three tiers, the ground floor, the main floor, and the game loft. All sorts of great exclusive stuff going on there. Behind the scenes stuff. Updates, car vlogs when I'm driving home from work. And a bunch of other great stuff. So thank you, everyone. Which is also for everyone on the main floor and above that Heine House after party is happening. It's coming out very, very soon. And it will be about eBay. I'll be talking about my, my history with eBay. Going to be talking about where I started with eBay, when I began, what I used to sell, what I would do, uh, and how I made a living on eBay. For many, many years, in fact, I became a power seller on eBay and was one of the youngest people invited to an exclusive eBay um, summit conference in Portland. And it was pretty fantastic. I had to buy a tuxedo and everything. It was quite crazy. I wish I had pictures from that. No one was taking pictures in there. It was very corporate, but yeah, lots of great stuff. And I'll show pictures too. I have hundreds of pictures. I can't show them all, but I have hundreds of pictures of stuff that I've sold um, on eBay. I'll just take kind of a, a mix of stuff and show you guys. You know, I'd photo them. I photo it, upload it. So I kept a lot of them. Yeah, because I'm crazy like that. <laughs> um, so great. So thanks for tuning in. Another episode, of Heine House Live. Uh, did I even do the intro? I don't even think I did the intro. <laughs> Welcome to Heine House Live, a podcast about the exciting and ever-changing world of gaming, gaming and technology. technology. Heine House Live is available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. For all other info, including links to our community discord, live video feed, episode archive, and a whole host of other great entertainment, please visit HeineHouse.com. <laughs> yes. Yes.
Yes. All right, here we go. I feel like I'm starting over again. Ladies and gentlemen, hello. No, no, no. We, we, are, we are feeling good. Um, already went through lots of the intro again. Just thank you guys so much for your support. This is great. We're growing. We're moving forward, and we're having a great time. I have a great show today talking about gaming, talking about technology. I have some stories talking about all kinds of great stuff that's happening in my life. Um, and um, we're going to just jump right into it. Of course, if you can, please... Uh, if you're listening to this and the app you, 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 the app you're listening to the show on allows you to put in reviews, I would love a review, whether that's, um, Apple podcast, which is the biggest one there, um, Stitcher or, or iHeartRadio or wherever you're listening to it. There's a lot, actually, there's more, there's more podcasting apps now than when I started podcasting 10 years ago. There's so much. It's crazy. And I love that. It, it allows, definitely allows growth. So wherever you're listening to Please consider giving it a, uh, a st- I won't say five star. I don't want to, I don't want to e-bag. All right. But you know, give it a fucking five star. All right. Would you, would you No, give it a review. I would really appreciate that. And of course, um, Heine house at Heine house on all the social media, Heinehouse.com is the website. I try to get it all out at the beginning because we have a lot of new listeners and they like to hear, they may like to hear of like where to go and take part and all this sort of thing. Cause some, some, believe it or not, some people stumble across this stuff and it's great. I love it. Um, got some random news to talk about before we jump into some gaming stuff, because, uh, yeah, I saw that T-Pain, you guys know T-Pain, T-Pain is the uh, musician, he's a, a singer, rapper, uh, he's, people would classify him as like the auto-tune guy, remember the 2000s, pretty much every like hip-hop, pop, R&B song that would have him on, he would be like doing the super auto-tune stuff, in fact, I remember when that, when he first came out, doing stuff. And I was like, kind of like, wow, he's just using auto tune the whole time and stuff as like a gimmick, you know, but when you actually listen to this dude sing and, um, where did I see him? I saw him on tiny desk. So go to YouTube and type in T pain, tiny desk and watch that performance. Seriously. Absolutely mind blowing. The guy is brilliant. He is such a talent. And I had no idea the man could sing so well. He doesn't even need auto tune. But he's such a fucking boss. He's such a badass. He uses it as just a tool, just a gimmick. Just like it's fun. Like he just fucks around with it. And it's it's hilarious. The dude is amazing. Anyway, T-Pain. You guys know who T-Pain is. He, he's cosplaying as a Tekken character. If you guys see this, Leroy Smith, dude, it's mind-blowing how he looks exactly like him. It is freaking striking. I got a picture. I got a picture. Well, that's not it. Where is it? I'm new. I'm new to this. There it is. Look at that. Dude, he looks identical to Leroy. Leroy Yankins. Isn't that nuts? Amazing. This shit is like spot on. So, yeah. So people are saying that like, hey, uh, T-Pain on point with that. In fact, T-Pain is also an avid gamer, so it's really cool. He's got about 125 followers on Twitch. He streams games. He plays games. So give him a shout. Give him a look. Pretty fantastic. Leroy Smith. Any Tekken fans out there? Mad love to that. Uh, You know, in Heine House Live, it always comes back to food. We got to talk about food at some point or another. We're going to. 
And we're going to talk about Burger King again. Why? Because Burger King currently is accepting Bitcoin for payments. I don't know what the fuck I'm reading. Only in Germany, though. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. So, yeah, you have to go to Germany or be in Germany if you want to take advantage of this. Um, yeah, it's true. Uh, Germany only and only through their mobile ordering app. So you have to order on the mobile app and then you can pay in checkout. You know, like um, some of these fast food restaurants are now accepting like Apple Pay and a bunch of others. Uh, I'm kind of new to the Apple Pay ecosystem. So like last time we ordered a pizza from Domino's, they accept Apple Pay. And um, you know what? I, I honestly, not that I want to go on a tangent about like Apple Apple Pay and all these other apps that are are doing that. I, I really do like the fact that you can put in your info in these apps and do checkout without them actually knowing your credit card information or getting any of your info. It's like the handshake doesn't happen. It's like a secure, it's like almost like a firewall, right? So I actually really like that. I think that's kind of brilliant. So that's good stuff right there. Um, but anyway, yeah, if you got some Bitcoin laying around in your, uh, your PC, you can go ahead and uh, exchange that for some. Uh, <laughs> I want. I honestly, I really wanted to make a joke and say like, now you can use your fake currency for fake food, <laughs> but, but it it's actually real currency. Like it's actually real. <laughs> you know, like maybe six years ago we'd be like, no, it's fake, but it's actually real. So I, I, I made the joke, but it's not. I can't do that. It's not real. It's not real, man. Um. I have some other food news, but let's break it up a little bit. Uh, you know, last last week or no, two weeks ago, because I took last week off two weeks ago, I reported that the TSA has banned the Star Wars thermal detonators that you get at Disneyland. Remember the story I talked about? They banned them because they look like, well, grenades. So they don't want them coming through. Well, guess what? Good news, everyone. What do you think about that, Tim? Uh, they reversed it. They reversed it. Yes. <laughs> Definitely requires a ding woo on that one. Um, the issue concerning Star Wars Galaxy Edge themed soda bottles has recently been lifted. They are now able. You are now able to bring them through on flights in the United States. Uh, I have a quote here. A TSA spokesperson said in a statement August 28th, quote, we have completed our review and instructed our officers to treat these as oversized liquid. Because these bottles contain liquids larger than 3.4 ounces, that's the max you can carry on. They should be put in a checked baggage or emptied and be brought on as a carry-on item. All right, so you can bring them on, but you cannot bring the liquid on. So they, they did a review, and they are allowing them through. So that's great. Please believe they're going to be checking them, though. You know they're going to be opening them up and looking at them and making sure no liquid's in there. With, with I mean, yeah, well, I want them doing that, too. I mean, ain't nobody got time for that. So that's great. So if you're at the old D-Land and you got yourself a thermal detonator, you can take it along on your flight. Hell, just buy it a, a ticket and let it sit next to you. Buckle it up even. Why not? All right, we're back on food because guess what? Wendy's has announced new... Oh, let me get my, let me get my effect here. New breakfast items. What? 
Do you go to Wendy's for breakfast? I know I sure don't, but I want to now. Whoop, whoop. Breakfast alert. Whoop, whoop. Honey butter chicken biscuit. You know what? Fuck it. I need to just put this on screen. Y'all need to see this. Ah, I keep fucking around with that. It's not the right one. There it is. <clears throat> Take a look. Feast your eyes. Terrible pun intended. Buttermilk biscuit with a fried chicken sandwich in between with whipped honey butter. In fact, I'm coagulating just thinking about it and looking at it. Oh, my God. Look at that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wendy's, do you deliver? We need that. Oh, here's the big one. And shout out to the homegirl E-Dub. She's like my Wendy's homie. Frosty Chino. <gasps> Frosty milkshake infused with cold brew coffee comes in two flavors, vanilla and chocolate. Lord, giveth thy strength to pour one of these down my mouth and over my body and let me just bathe in it. A Hold on. Let me slow it down in case you, you didn't hear what I said the first time. A frosty milkshake infused with cold brew fucking coffee. That's probably the best thing I've ever seen in a fast food restaurant. And lastly, the breakfast baconator. Egg. Several slices of bacon. Sausage patty. Two slices of American cheese. And a dollop of hollandaise sauce. Wow, now that right there—that's a breakfast for the whole for the whole fucking family. If you ask me. Look at it. Yeah, um, we need to know a couple things. When does Wendy's open for breakfast, and when do they stop serving breakfast? Because it is—I will stay up. If it's five a.m., I'm there at five a.m. I'm there at four fifty-nine. Just in the drive-thru. I'm waiting for that light to turn on. I'm ready to go. Those look good. So anyway, shout out to E-Dub. Have some breakfast. Let's go together. That would be fantastic. I have, again, I'm trying to get this food stuff out of the way. There's so much food-related stuff. Matter of fact, this is a Heine House Live food podcast. Speaking of food, KFC, what in the fuck is wrong with you? What, 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 what's wrong with you? Bruh. I love you, Colonel Sanders. No, I really don't. But the name of the game is I love you, Colonel Sanders. A finger licking good dating simulator is now on Steam. Seriously. No, no, no. This is a game. All right. This is a real game. It's on Steam and it's coming out uh, next week. Uh, no, no. September 34th. We have a few weeks. This is the name of the game. I'll say again. I love you, Colonel Sanders. A finger-licking good dating simulator. That is the name of the... <laughs> my God. Developed by... Psyop? P-S-Y-O-P? Psyop? I have no idea. I'm butchering that name. Psyop. And it's published by KFC. Game description says I quoted this so that I can read it exactly. Because you're probably wondering, what in the fuck is this? I, I still am, too. Welcome to the most delicious... Hold on. I clear my mouth out. I, I'm, I'm still looking at this Wendy's food here. Welcome to the most delicious dating simulator ever created. Yeah, I'm sure it's it's the only one. All right, so just relax. Do you have what it takes to be the business partner 
of and when the heart of the most famous chicken salesman of all time? Play to find out. Go ahead. Colonel Sanders is waiting. What? God, God, God damn son of a bitch. Oh, God, please, no. 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 Whoever thought making a dating simulator with Colonel Sanders is there's something in the chicken. That's all I'm going to say. But it's a real game and it is coming out. And what's crazy is I went and looked at it. I checked out the trailer. And what's funny about this is the game actually looks really freaking like the animation style. It's all like totally anime style. Looks incredible. Looks amazing. I love it. But it's a fucking KFC Colonel Sanders dating simulator. Like what? I don't know. It, I'm totally tripping. Totally tripping. Check it out. It's on Steam. Play at your own risk. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for this week in gaming history. Are you ready? I missed out on two weeks of this, so I am jumping in hot and heavy, and we are coming at you with two weeks worth of this week in gaming history. It is such a big two weeks. I couldn't skip out on the last week that I missed because there's this is the biggest week in gaming history, two weeks in gaming history, that we have done on the show. We have three console releases within a two-week span throughout history. This is huge. Round of applause again. Another one. Huge. Okay, that's it. And I could not skimp out on it. It's just too important. So what I'm going to do, instead of spend like a half hour on the whole thing, I'm going to speed run those. Okay, we're going to go through it pretty quick. All right, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on it. But we're going to go through September 9th through... September 21st. Okay. You ready? Here we go. 1993 Gunstar Heroes on Genesis. 1995, the PlayStation One console. The PlayStation One. <laughs> yes. So good. So good. Amazing stuff right there. Amazing stuff. Uh, which then comes 1995 Rayman on PS1, 1998 NFL Blitz on N64, one of my favorite, one of my favorite football games. And I know, I know what you're thinking. It's not a, it's not like Madden or anything. I know. I love the fake arcadey Midway Blitz games, dude. I love it. It's just crazy. I love. It's so fake and it's so aggressive. It's so crazy. You just run and then you tackle them and then you jump on them again and punch them on their on the ground. You just like do a whole drop kick like, boom. you know, I love it. It's so good. Blitz is great. Get some friends and have fun with that. Like, order a pizza. It's good. 1998 Spyro the Dragon on PS1. 1999. The Sega Dreamcast. Winner. Yes, there it is. So good. And as such, in 1999, Sonic Adventure was released. 2001. Advance Wars on Game Boy Advance. 2011 Star Fox 3D on 3DS. Remember when that came out? I really did like the uh, 3D on that when that came out. It was fun. I remember um, I remember when that came out, uh, Gamester81 actually got the console at launch, and he was like, come over here now. So I got up in the whip and drove over to his house, and we sat and we played Star Fox 3D. And he also got the, uh, what was that racing game he got too? It was Ridge Racer, wasn't it? What, uh, I'll have to go back and look. What racing game was released? It was a Ridge Racer game, wasn't it? I think so. 
That wasn't very good, however. But Star Fox was great. All right. Last last one on September 9th in 2014, Destiny. The original Destiny. On PS3, PS4, 360, and Xbox One. Cross-generation release. How about that? Next day, September 10th, 2002. The amazing, the one that started it all, Battlefield 1942 on PC. I remember playing that. Great, great game. I really got into it heavy in Battlefield 2 when that came out. But uh, that was 1942. 2002, in 1942, Battlefield 2, there's a lot of 2s. <laughs> Speaking of 2, in 2000, the video game Driver on PC was released. Remember that one? And the last one on September 10th, 2015, Super Mario Maker in Japan was released. For the old Wii U. September 11th, 1992, Axelay on Super Nintendo in Japan. That is a great shooter. A shmupper. Should check that out. Uh, the, I have a story about that game, actually. I found that at Goodwill. I found that game at Goodwill. It was like five bucks or something. Crazy. Good stuff. Uh, in 2003, Road Rash Jailbreak on Game Boy Advance. 2012, Double Dragon Neon on PS3. Do you guys remember when that was released? Super hype. That game has so much freaking hype surrounding that. I needed to clean my mic here. I'll need to fix that. Sorry. Um, 2015, Sexy Beach Premium Resort in Japan. What? I need this. What is this game? What's wrong with you? What is this game? Bruh, bruh, bruh. Uh, yeah, somebody tell me, please. Sexy Beach Premium Resort. It was only released in Japan, so I have no idea, but I want it. What's wrong with you? Everything, Reggie, everything. Next day, September 12th, 1986, Adventure Island in Japan. 2002, a fantasy star, episode one and two on the game, uh, GameCube in Japan. 2006, Harvest Moon on DS was released. And that is September 12th. How about the next day? September 13th in 1985. Holy shit, folks. Super Mario Bros. in Japan. The one, the only, the amazing Super Mario Bros. Wow. That's a ding woo. Uh, 1993 Mortal Kombat on Genesis and on Super Nintendo. 93. What a year and what a day. Genesis. That was interesting. It was a flip-flop. Maybe I'll talk about that a little bit later. But like that was... No, fuck it. I'll talk about it. So that was the flip-flop, right? So when that... When the first game came out, Mortal Kombat on Genesis and Mortal Kombat on Super Nintendo were two really different looking and playing games. Genesis, I thought, was held back. It had the inferior controller for inputs on fighting. You only had three buttons. You had to hold start and do a bunch of weird things. It was terrible. And also... That game didn't look as good as the Super Nintendo version. But they had blood, right? They had the blood. And to be honest, blood was king. So even though the Genesis had smaller sprites and it was grittier audio, I didn't think it was that good of a port. You got the blood. And that ruled everything. Because Super Nintendo had the better looking sprites, had bigger sprites, more detailed backgrounds. It had way better audio. But it had the stupid like sweat. It was terrible. It had no blood and the fatalities were removed. Like, well, they weren't removed, but they were like dumbed down. They were terrible. 
So yeah, yeah. And then then it flip flop like Mortal Kombat two came out, and then it was all shit was all gangbusters. People were going crazy. Both ports were really really good, but Genesis definitely won the Mortal Kombat war in that that year. Uh, where was I? Two thousand five Burnout Legends on PSP was released. Two thousand six Company of Heroes on PC. 2014 Super Smash Bros. Nintendo 3DS. 2017 Minecraft, the 3DS edition on what? The 3DS. Moving on to the next day, September 14th, 2001. Holy shit, the GameCube console in Japan. Yes. (laughs) So good. (laughs) So good. And as such, 2001, Luigi's Mansion on GameCube was released right along with it. 2010, Halo Reach on 360 was released. I remember the GameCube launch. I remember going to my local Toys R Us and playing uh, Luigi's Mansion on the kiosk that was in there. Amazing times, man. Amazing times. September 15th, let's move on to the next day. In 2002, Animal Droppings. Bruh. On GameCube. Wow, why did the bra have? I didn't press that. Oh, I'm pressing all the buttons over here. Yeah, Animal Droppings on GameCube. So good. Uh, 2009, Batman Arkham Asylum on PC was released. 2009, Need for Speed Shift on PC. I remember that day clearly. That was when they went sim. People either loved it or hated it. I really liked it. Shift series are good. And 2009, Resident Evil 5 on PC. That wraps up September 15th. Move on to the next day. September 16th in 2003, Simpsons Hit and Run on PS2 was released. Great, great game. 2008, Star Wars Force, Force, <laughs> The Force Unleashed on PS3, PSP, Wii, and 360. And actually, I know one of the uh, lead, one of the leads on that game, um, Mark Soderwall, actually, uh, I know him. He's a great guy. Uh, invited him out to game on many times. He's just a fantastic guy. Maybe I'll ask him to be on the show. We can talk about some of that Star Wars developing for... He did a lot of stuff, actually. He might be a good guest. I'll look into that. Uh, let's move on to the next day. September 17th, 2001. Red Faction on PC. In my eye, that is the best Red Faction that they made. In fact, I thought about streaming this game. It has a really great story. A great storyline. Would you guys be interested to watch like a playthrough of me doing that on uh, on Twitch? Streaming some of that? Let me know. I definitely could get down on that. 2007, Juiced 2, Hot Import Nights on PS2. 2009, Endless Ocean, Blue World on Wii in Japan. Love that Endless Ocean. It's fun. All right, three more days. We're blazing through them. How are we doing? We're doing all right? We're doing okay. September 18th and 2012, Borderlands 2 on 360 and PS3. You know, while everyone right now, as I sit here and record this podcast, everyone is going apeshit and playing Borderlands 3. They are just having fun, enjoying themselves. Think back. September 18th, Borderlands 2 in 2012 came out. And on the same day in 2012, Jet Set Radio on PS3 was released. All right, two more days. September 19th in 2000. Duke Nukem, Land of the Babes. It's time to kick ass and chew bubble gum. And I'm all out of gum. 2006, Okami on PS2 was released. 
2011, Kirby Mass Attack on DS was released. All right, last day. Oh, we got two more days. Here we go. September 20th and 2002, one of my all-time favorite franchises, Yoshi's Island Super Mario Advance 3 on Game Boy Advance in Japan was released. One of the greatest platformers I think ever made. I love that. Yoshi's Island on Super Nintendo. 2011, Gears 3 on 360, of course. 2012, Final Fantasy 3 on PSP in Japan. Uh, 2013, Legend of Zelda Wind Waker HD on Wii U was released. So cool. So cool. They, uh, I know I'm people sometimes give Nintendo shit and I'll be the first one to give them shit over stuff. I saw this thread. I don't want to, maybe I won't get into it. I saw this thread recently where someone's like, Oh, there they are just rehashing their stuff again. Just re-releasing their games over and over and over and over Yep, that's Nintendo. No new IPs. Yep, just a bunch of shit over and over. And you know what? I can give that argument this much weight because yes, well, except for Astral Chain, there's there's some new stuff coming out. They do play it safe. But yeah, it's fucking Nintendo. Guess what? They're built on these franchises. They're going to re-release them. And we're going to keep fucking buying them. <laughs> yes, I know. And you're right. I don't know what to tell you, man. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Fucking Mario and Luigi, they're kind of popular. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that Link and Zelda are kind of fucking popular. People sort of like them. <laughs> and they're going to continue to do it. I don't know what to tell you, bro. Just bruh. All right, the last day here. Last day here. September 21st. Here we go. Tetris 2 on NES in Japan. 1994 Kirby's Dream Course on Super Nintendo in Japan. Amazing game. And finally, in 2004, Monster Hunter on PS2. Ladies and gentlemen, that is This Week in Gaming History. All right, let's jump in. I got some gaming news to talk about. There's some stuff that's been going down. Oh... A lot of actually news with the WoW Classic that was released um, a couple weeks ago. Um, the WoW community has come together and they have embraced, they have held hands and they have celebrated the first person to reach level 60. And there was like thousands of people there in game cheering him on, watching the character go. And it was actually a really cool thing to see. On August 30th, just three days after WoW Classic servers went live, Jokered TV became the first person to hit level 60 in WoW Classic. After the streamer reached the major milestone, he gained an incredible amount of new followers, going from 1,000 to over, get this, 120,000 followers in a week. Holy shit. And soon after, he went from being the biggest affiliate on Twitch he officially became a partner on September 2nd. That's great. You know, they have certain things that you have to achieve before you become a partner. You know that, right? They have a whole fucking checklist. Stream X amount of hours in a, you know, like, I don't know. Maybe, you know what? Maybe he achieved all of those goals in three days. Maybe he did. Or maybe Twitch just gave him one of their get out of jail free pass cards like they give all the some people. <laughs> maybe. 
As soon as a Twitch streamer hit level 60, a massive celebration poured into the streets as players from all over the game servers came to cheer him on. And at one point, even forming a parade and cheering him on. Amazing. That's really cool. You know, in fact, that's really heartwarming. I think that's great. Community comes together. That's great. They should be. I love it. Um, there's some other wow news too, but it's later on in tech. We'll talk about that. The servers got DDoSed. Fucking crazy. People need to stop that shit. Uh, Metacritic takes action on the review bombs of Astral Chain. Astral Chain is a new Nintendo IP game that came out on Switch recently, and it's amazing. People are loving it, but people are fucking review bombing it because they're salty. Stop it. Get some help. Stop it. Get some, get some help. Get some help. <clears throat> it would appear that Metacritic has taken action against review bombers and has nuked a whole bunch of negative reviews. As a result, Astral Chain now stands at a 9.0 rating, as it should. From what I hear, it's amazing. I can't wait to play it. I haven't got it yet, but I cannot wait to check it out. People are salty over the fact that it's a, a Switch exclusive. That's what they're upset about. And, um, you know, what's really crazy about the whole thing is this review bombing, it honestly, it needs to stop. Um, this The whole thing is ridiculous. If you don't like something about the game... You don't like the developer. You don't like their business practices. You don't like it's a, you know, it's an origin exclusive. You don't like, you know, there's a lot of things that you will like and don't like, but you don't go on and fucking review bomb a game. You don't do that. That's just dumb. Give an honest review of the game and don't put your bullshit agenda in there to like, that's just not right. Like review the game. And the quality of the game, not the, you know, the practices of the developers or the whatever is going on. Like, I don't know. I just think it's it's unfair and I don't think it's a realistic review of what the game is. Um, what was interesting is I actually. Uh, I talked to uh, Miyamoto himself. We had a conversation, I, I talked to him and. I asked him about that, I asked him what he thought about. You know, the uh, the review bombs. And we were talking and we had a great conversation about stuff. You know, we we're talking about Star Fox and things. And I was talking. I tried to bring up F-Zero. He didn't really talk about that too much. But I said, you know, everyone's review bombing, review bombing Astral Chain because it's a Switch exclusive. I said, it's, I said, how do you how do you feel about that? You've got you've got people who are review bombing it because they they want it on their 360. They want it on their PS4. They want it on their PC. They're getting very salty. They're upset. They're pissed. They're, they're being kind of unreasonable. We knew it was a Switch exclusive. We knew that. Like, what do you think, Mr. Miyamoto? What are you, what are, what are your words? What are your words to, you know, to, to the, to the world, to the people who, to, to everyone who is photobombing you? What would you, what would you say? I'm dragging this out because I'm setting something up here. <laughs> Go on, you guys know me, but you guys know me by now. You know me better than that. You guys know what's going on. Oh my god. Yes. I just fucking typed it in. What would you say, Mr. Miyamoto, to the world? 
This is really pissing me right the fuck off. All right, I had a really funny joke here. But for whatever fucking reason, Google Chrome and iPad is not working with my fucking Google Translate. I had a really funny joke that made me LOL in real life. And for whatever, okay. I just really just killed the joke. Okay, great. Yeah, it's English. Translate it. Translate it to fucking. When I go back, it refreshes. It's so. Okay. That's what Miyamoto. Damn it. I ruined the fucking joke. It was so good. All right. Let me try it again. So I spoke with Miyamoto and I asked him what he thought about the review bombs. And he told me it's very simple, Mr. Heine. It's very simple. And what does that mean? It means buy a fucking switch. God damn it. I'm so I'm so pissed, man. I don't know why Google Translate didn't work in my stupid ass iPad. But I had a great joke there. I had it. I had it in both. It works on the web. I should have done it on the web. Whatever. I'm over it. Moving on. I'm Steph's yelling. I'm fired. I hate that when I have a great joke and I build it up and then I have fucking technical problems that ruins it. Anyway, my point is. Folks, if you're salty because you don't have a game and it's exclusive to a console, buy the fucking console. Just go buy it then. Relax. Well, I don't have $300 to spend on it. Yeah, most people don't just have like 300 bucks laying around to buy. I know, but don't be salty and bitch about it. Speaking of Switch, Overwatch is coming to Switch. Yes. All right. This is not a drill. Overwatch is coming to Switch. Recently was announced in the Nintendo Direct that we watched. Of course, a bunch of other amazing things happened in that Nintendo Direct as well, but this is included in that. Blizzard is adding in the Nintendo Switch that this version of Overwatch will also have gyro controls, which let players tilt their console to line up the perfect shot. Um, I think casually that will be fun. But competitive? No. Fuck no. You're not going to be using... You're not going to be, like, doing that shit, playing that. No. Mm -mm. That's not happening. I think it's a, it's a fun thing to have and a fun thing to play with, but no, it's not going to be... I mean, maybe. I mean, you're going to have people out there that are going to be, like, mastering that shit and getting very, very accurate and respect to them, but that's definitely not, not the best bit of input, I don't think. Um, but again, maybe if it's, if it's done right, it could be really fun. It could be fun. But yeah, Overwatch. Uh, we haven't heard anything on details about, um, you know, frame rate. People are speculating it's going to be like 30 frames and whatever. I mean, I don't know. Now I'm getting really nitpicky. You can't get too nitpicky on Switch because, you know, it's inferior performance hardware. 
It's just not capable. It's not as capable as a PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and definitely a PC. It's just not. So we have to be thankful for what they're able to squeeze out of it. It's like an overhyped, um, not overhyped, but over... Um, no, I don't want to say that because I don't, I don't, I don't really know the architecture. I can't back that up. I was going to say like, it's comparable to like a really high end, like mobile device, but I think it's actually, it's better quality than that. So I think it uses NVIDIA's target, doesn't it? I don't know. See, I don't know. I don't know the facts. I can't say that. Somebody let me know. Someone let me know what the architecture is on there. I think it is. Um, some other news in gaming here. Smash Bros. new player, Terry. Wait, who? Terry from Fatal Fury is coming to Smash Bros. And all of the Smash players in the world were silenced. <laughs> there was a mad silence when that was announced. Because unless you're old school, unless you're an old school player, or if you're heavily into SNK... Neo Geo stuff. You probably don't know necessarily who this is. Well, I mean, Fatal Fury have been around. They're on other consoles too, but 1991 is when they made their first appearance in SNK territory. Uh, and the Fatal Fury games. And I'll be honest, even me, if you came up to me before I even researched this, if you came up to yesterday and been like, yo, Jay, um, who, you know Terry? The character Terry in video gaming? I would be like, No. I have no fucking idea who that is. I really don't. I don't know who the, the dude's name is, but the picture, you see the picture of him? Be like, oh, that's a dude from Fatal Fury. Oh, I know that. I don't know his name. So, you know, it's just funny. But hey, Terry's coming to Smash Bros. And uh, we don't have any details on like how he's going to play or the moves. We haven't seen anything yet, but excited to see what that turns into. Very cool. Some more Nintendo stuff. Big news here. Very exciting. Round of applause. It is the old news now, I know. But this, again, this was last week, but I'm a week off, so you have to just bear with me. And you all know this now, so I'll, I'll skim over it. Super Nintendo has arrived on Switch. Dude, yes. Absolutely. Isn't this exciting? This is great. Absolutely great. And again, it's old news now, I know, so I'm sorry. Uh, launched September 5th. Uh, amazing library of games that come out originally here with it. This is great. I'm so thankful they brought it to the system. It's exclusive to the Nintendo Online subscription service. Games will feature the rewind function. Yes, I'm happy for that. And you know what? If you're fucking hardcore and you can speedrun the game and play it and not die once, great for you. That's great. But I'm a fucking scrub at some of these games and I need the rewind. I think it's great. Might actually mean I can actually complete a game once in a while here. It's awesome. So rewind is there. I'm happy about that. And uh, they also have a Super Nintendo controller that they're going to be selling not along with it. It's sold separately. $29.99. It is a Super Nintendo, a wireless Super Nintendo controller with a USB-C charging cable that allows you to play this authentically. Oh my goodness, yes. I'm so happy. I'll be buying two of these controllers for sure. I'm fucking salivating at the mouth because I'm extremely excited for, for this fucking thing. I have a screenshot here. Do I hit the right button? I ooh, I do hit the right button, but I'm not mirroring. Let's mirror that. It has a, uh, a great list, a great library of games, rather, that uh, you are going to want. Here we are. Look at that. 
There it is. Uh, yeah. Brawl Brothers, Demon's Crest, Joe and Mac 2. Whoa, don't move on me there. Joe and Mac 2, Kirby's Dreamland 3, Star Fox, Super EDF, Earth Defense Force, Super Mario Kart, Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island, Super Poyo Poyo 2, Super, Super Tennis, Breath of Fire, F-Zero, Kirby's Dream Course, Pilot Wings, Stunt Race FX. Unbelievable that they did Stunt Race FX. That's crazy. So cool. Super Ghouls and Ghosts, Rewind Feature, Super Mario World, Super Metroid, Super Soccer, and Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past, my favorite Legend of Zelda. Right there. Look at that. And there's the controller that you can purchase. And it will not dock on the system like the NES games. It will, uh, you charge it just like a pro controller. All right, with USB-C. And they're not available just yet. Nintendo has a, uh, a website uh, placeholder page for these, but they're not available yet. If you subscribe to the service, you are eligible to buy these. You can buy up to four per subscription account. All right. I'll be buying two. My older brother, CJ, sent me a message today. He wanted to play some Super Nintendo Mario Kart, some Super Mario Kart online, and I can't wait to try it out. One thing I will say that I'm kind of dreading is that the online for the NES games was fucking terrible. It was laggy. Honestly, I could get better fucking reception from my 2G network in the middle of a forest than the fucking online Nintendo games. And it just blows me away. Here's my question. How are they doing Smash? How are they playing Smash without this fucking lag? How are they doing it? Somebody, please enlighten me. Tell me how. I want to know. I can't figure this shit out. Why isn't Smash laggy? Or is it? I don't know. I can't even... I just... I got, I got nothing. I got nothing. I got nothing for that. I'm telling you right now, if I log on tonight and I play more Super Mario Kart and it's fucking laggy, dude, I'm getting out number two pencil. I'm going to pay less and I'm going to buy number two pencil and I'm going to write a letter and I'm going to send it to Mr. Miyamoto again and try to do some Google Translate, get that joke working again. Just pissing me right off. Stop it. What's wrong with Stop you? Stop it. Get, get, get some help. Right, Bob? I agree. Fucking pissed. And speaking of the Switch, and speaking of this NES and Super Nintendo consoles, they made an announcement. I'm not sure if you heard of this announcement, but they are not going to be releasing these games, like, later to a schedule. So remember how we're getting them monthly, like, kind of at the end of the month? Well, they're throwing that out the window. No more monthly. They're going to be... Now, now again, we don't know details. We don't know how this is really going to impact their release of these games yet. Uh, but it was confirmed by Nintendo that, quote, while that while more games are coming, those releases will not adhere to a regular schedule. And we don't know what this means yet. I don't know if this is the greatest thing to happen because we're going to get more games or if this is a fucking death wish. I don't know. This is either gonna, going to completely kill the releases of these games or it's going to spark and allow them to do more. Maybe maybe they're, they're going to do more. I don't know. I'm excited to uh, learn about it. Let's see. Is this in gaming? Did I put this in gaming? I meant to put this in tech. Oh, well, I'll report it here. Fuck it. We're talking about WoW Classic, right? Well, this happened last week. WoW Classic servers were DDoSed 
Fucking what? The more you know, bro. G.I. Joe! Yep. WoW Classic servers were DDoSed. And uh, Blizzard did confirm the attack last week. Um, so you may have heard of this before. You may not have heard of this before. But since we're all gamers and tech nerds here, I'll maybe you may or may not know. I'll tell you just a little bit about what a DDoS is in case you don't know. Uh, in simple terms, of course. Um, DDoS. Uh, stands for Distributed Denial of Service. It's basically an attack on a server where the uh, attacker will send in many, 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 many requests and ping that server. Uh, and they'll be pinging that server so much and sending in so many requests that the server cannot fulfill those requests in a return fashion. So basically, they're flooding it. They're just, in layman's terms, they're flooding it. They're sending in so much traffic so many requests that the server cannot send back the data fast enough in fact when that happens it just lags the server it hangs the server and a lot of times it'll just crash the server completely so these fucking numbskulls will try to do this with gaming servers on popular games that happen and they try to do it to take them down and just be like yeah i ddos it look at me i'm so cool actually you're a fucking idiot and that's not cool anymore. Like, if this was 2008, I may be like, wow, that's fucking rad. I can't believe someone did that. That's, how do I even do that? Now, 2019, you're just a fucking idiot. It's not even cool anymore. It's not even cool anymore. Stop it, bro. Get some help. Stop it. Get some help. In fact, you know what you should do? If you're like a hacker and you're DDoSing shit, you know what you really should do? You should go buy yourself a plane ticket and fly your ass to Las Vegas and join the Hacker Summit Conference or whatever it's called, that they have every year. We just reported on this like three, four weeks ago. The conference that they have in Vegas where they invite hackers to come out and hack their shit. And if you hack it, you get money. Put your skills to use. Don't DDoS a fucking WoW Classic server. People are just trying to have fun. No one gives a fuck about that. Dude, go hack Intel. Go hack Apple. Like, go to these conferences and hack a company that's there. And when you do that, then maybe you'll get like money and a job and like, you'll help them with their security. Like help, help this. This is like, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. It's not even cool anymore. Stop it. Get some help. Stop it. Get some help. <clears throat> Man, that, that failed joke threw me to a, on a fucking uh, rampage here on a tangent. I'm still pissed. It didn't work. It was really, really funny. I did it on the browser on the computer, Man, I'll have to fi I gotta fix it. I gotta I gotta come back with another good joke. I'm sorry. I apologize to you all. I love you. Please don't leave me. <laughs> we heard about this before. We knew that this was coming. We've reported on it before. But GameStop is officially closing 180 to 200 stores by the end of 2019. This is huge news. We already knew that Game Informer um, got a bunch of people laid off. They let a bunch of people go. They're refocusing and turning. They're doing reorgs. And now this news that they're going to be closing 200 stores by the end of 2019. Wow. Closing 200 stores by the end of the year is a huge, huge undertaking. That's massive. I mean, that's like they need to be liquidating right now. Like right now. That's crazy, man. Uh, during the GameStop quarter two earnings call, Company announced it would be closing between 180 to 200 stores. Uh, they're saying of the underperforming stores globally. 
During the call, GameStop CFO James Bell praised the company's over 5,700 stores worldwide, stating that 95% of them were profitable. Nonetheless, the company is beginning to roll out an ongoing plan that will also result in even more store closures in the next two years. Holy shit. So this is this. Oh, man, this is the beginning. This is only the beginning. Quote, while that it is an impressive that it is an impressive statistic, we have a clear opportunity to improve our overall profitability by de desensifying. Wow, is that really what they're calling it? Oh, densifying, de-densifying. Let me get my uh, hooked on phonics works for me. De-densifying our chain, he said. That work is well underway. We are on track to close between 180 and 200 underperforming stores globally by the end of the year. Okay. Um, Bell blames us on one, the timing, and two, currently where the console generations are at. Saying that because uh, they announced Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo, you know, they're all announcing like their new consoles. We're kind of in a console like wager. Like it's quiet right now in the console world. So he's blaming it on that. Like if we had a console, if Microsoft was releasing, you know, Xbox two tomorrow, like their business would be up. Yes, that is true. Their business would be up. However, no, I'm sorry, Mr. Bell. That is not the reason why you're having fucking financial problems in GameStop is because of so many things that we all know. So many other things. I think that's really funny. That is such a corporate bullshit way to say it. That pisses me off. Man. De-densifying. That's fucked. De-densifying. Isn't that the most corporate horseshit thing you've ever heard in your world? De-densifying. It's fucked. Yeah, you're a little too dense. Bruh. Get some help. Get, get some help. Is there a bug flying around here? I bet you it's an HD. <laughs> Is that an HD bug? I saw some flying around. Um, Super Nintendo World is going to open in Japan next spring. Yes, yes, yes. What's wrong with you? Nothing. Uh, Polygon reported this. We all knew the plans of this because we talked about it earlier in the year that they will be coming to Japan, but we have a little bit more news on it. And I put a lot of words in here to try to read this kind of for verbatim. I don't want to mess anything up. So to let you guys know, Super Nintendo World. That's what it will be called. It's going to open next spring. Universal Studios in Japan. Uh, Universal Parks and Resorts Chairman and CEO Tom Williams reveal, revealed more information about the park in an interview that he did at uh, a conference in L.A. last week. He says, at opening, Japan's Super Nintendo World will have a Mario Kart ride and a Yoshi's Adventure ride. These two rides will be Part of the first phase, quote unquote, of the park. The land will also be interactive with a magnetic red wristband for patrons to wear that allow them to fully engage with all the levels of the park. So the park will have different levels. Um, the wristband allows you to interface back with game consoles. This sounds awesome. So whatever like high scores or something you have at the park. You can then interface that with your console, like your Switch or your 3DS or something. Oh, I think it's great. 
Um, he also confirmed that a Bowser-themed area, as well as a Princess Peach's castle, yes, will be included in the park. Williams promised that Super Nintendo World will come to other Universal Parks after Japan's park opens, but he did not give a timeline, of course. But he says, quote, we are bringing it, and you can count on it. Round of applause. How about that? That was some gaming news. Yeah, how about some tech news now? Excited for a little tech news. A lot, of, a lot of great stuff happening, man. A lot of great stuff. Um, Hey, was a huge week for Apple. You guys all know this. Huge week for Apple. They had a keynote. It was about an hour and 45 minutes. I sat and I watched a majority of it yesterday. I sat down. I kind of skimmed through it. Um, I didn't really watch too much about the Apple Watch or the Apple TV. Um, those are things that, well, not that they don't interest me. It's just I wanted to report on um, iPhone, iMac, um, and whatever else was going on with the iPad. Just wanted to see what was going on there. So highlights for me, the new iPad coming out, the new 7th Gen iPad, 10.2-inch Retina display. It's using the A10 Fusion processor. And uh, for the first time, has a, quote, smart connector keyboard, which also doubles as a protective case to cover it. And I don't know if that was included. I think it was additional, but they did show it. And it will feature... Uh, the new iPad OS, which is the OS that is specifically designed for iPad, uh, as it sits now, iPad runs on iOS, which was built for iPhone. So this new OS is specific to take advantage for the bigger screen real estate and, of course, using other features that iPad has over iPhone. So very, very cool stuff. They said that it's going to be built from the ground up, and this new iPad will definitely take advantage of that OS. It's exciting. All that means is that the older iPads will be cheaper in price, and hopefully that means that I can eventually upgrade this uh, iPad mini, which my brother generously uh, donated to me to use for here. And it has changed Heine House Live tenfold. It has changed my podcasting flow completely. Even though it has some issues and it's a little laggy and it doesn't, doesn't do Google fucking translate the way I want, um, it has changed everything, and I love it. So I would love to upgrade it and maybe... In time, I can do that. They come down on price. Uh, so new iPad, great. And seventh gen iPad, good, good stuff. Um, starts at three hundred twenty nine dollars. That's a great affordable price for a uh, an iPad on September thirtieth. Uh, they announced the iPhone eleven, a six point one liquid Retina display. Um, has, supports Dolby Atmos for the audio. It has a dual camera setup, a 12 megapixel wide camera and a 12 megapixel ultra wide field of view camera. Uses optical 2x zoom out. Has new night mode, which looks amazing. The low light is incredible on it. Has it uses the new A13 chip, which is the fastest CPU and GPU in a smartphone on the market today. It honestly looks really good. Really, really good. Me, personally, I use iPhone. I'm on the every other iPhone plan. They usually will release an iPhone, like... So, like, I got iPhone, like, at launch, day one. And then they released, like, the 3G. And then they released the 3GS, and I got that one. Then they released the iPhone 4, and then they released the 4S, and I got that. Then they released, whatever, iPhone 6. Then they released the iPhone 6S, and then I got that. So, like, every other... Because I use my phones, honestly, for like three or four years. I try to get a lot of time out of them. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I I, don't know. I, I probably won't pick this one up, but um, well, because I don't really have, you know, uh, 
a thousand bucks laying around for a new fucking smartphone, but uh, maybe in time down the road. Um, so the iPhone 11, very cool. And then they uh, introduced the iPhone Pro Super Retina XDR display is what they're calling it. A13 chip with machine learning has an additional five hours of battery life. Fast chargers included has a new wide ultra wide camera that has three cameras on it. It has a telephoto camera and an, a new wide telephoto and ultra wide 120 degree field of view camera. The pictures they, sh- they showed were amazing. It looked incredible. The machine learning helps with using the right processor at the right time. It conserves battery. It only uses what it needs. A lot of really great tech, technical geeky stuff that you should go back and watch. If you're an Apple fan, if you're interested in that, if not, no big deal, no sweat off your back, but uh, they're, you know, again, They've kind of been releasing the same phone for like the last, you know, I don't know, 10 years, but they keep getting better and better and better as they progress. And um, me personally, video, audio, photos, like that's something that I, I enjoy and I like. So it may be something to where like you could invest in one of these phones and really it could be like your main rig for filming. And I'm kind of looking at that, like to do thrifting or do other videos. Like you could just use the phone, you get a nice field of view. Man, that's starting to sound kind of sweet. I'll be honest, it's starting to sound really sweet. So, uh, but anyway, go check the keynote if uh, you're interested in the other stuff too. They did talk about a new Apple Watch where you're able to design your Apple Watch from the ground up in store or online. You can pick your your colors, your bands. There's a whole bunch of different options. Custom, you can customize it in many different ways. It's really really cool, and I thought that was really nice. Nice touch. Um, I got some tech stuff to talk about for Steam. Oh my gosh, after 16 years, Steam is finally getting an overhaul. Round of applause. How about that, Dingwoo? Um, and yeah, sure, we did have we did have several very big overhauls and updates in Steam's history. Yes. Do any of you remember when it was Army Green back when it launched? In what, 2003, 2002, something like that? Do you guys remember when it was Army Green? Those were the good old days, man. Back when it was just like a Half-Life launcher, Team Fortress launcher, Ricochet, and then Half-Life 2. You remember that? Oh, man, taking me back. Dave Defeat, good times. Um, In fact, I think I still have in my inventory in Steam right now, I still have, I haven't deleted it. Um, they'll probably pull it out of my account at some point because they're like, why the fuck is this here? Cause you can't use it. I still have a, an invitation to join the steam, the steam community hub beta in my account. It's a little thing that you, you click on and then you can send it to a friend cause it was in for a long time. It was invite only. And, uh, <laughs> I still have it in there. It's like the community hub has been around for a long time, but since 2012, but I still have that ticket in there. It's so funny. Anyway, um, but uh, what do we want to talk about this? I don't know. We haven't really seen it yet. They just announced that the big update is coming. Um, it will be, I believe, on Fridays when the beta of it will launch, and then I think um, in a couple of days after it will go full force. So um, I made some few notes here. Uh, brand new steam library coming as an opt-in beta there it is oh september 17th i did put it september 17th you can opt into the beta so go to your settings in steam go to settings click on the beta tab and then click opt-in 
and then click apply and your steam will reset and it will probably update so that anytime they push a beta through on the client, you will get it and it will just automatically download it. Sorting, categorizing, creating collections and having it be fully customizable are in the buzzwords here for this. I'm excited and I will welcome it with open arms. I'm excited to uh, have Steam be a little bit better looking. Spruce it up a little bit. It's been a while. You know, deck redecorate your room. You know, redecorate your room a little bit. Um, speaking of Steam, there's a new indie tag game search that they launched. They finally put in there. The indie category alone has more than 40,000 entries. And you have to be careful here because even if your game isn't indie, you can put it with an indie tag on it and it will come up with that indie tag. So why someone would put an indie tag on a game that isn't independent doesn't make sense, but they're trying to get in like, you know, that use that as a buzzword to get in there. But that's really interesting. Um, so be careful because it's not exactly accurate. But nonetheless, if you search indie in the game store, you will get a population of games with that tag, which I think is great because me personally, I have games on steam. I I'm going to have more games on steam and I'm currently working on games that will be in steam down the road. So like indie tag applies to me and I think that's great. And uh, I'm just anything to help us indie devs out. I'm all for. So that's great news. Um, do we really want to talk about this? Facebook dating has arrived. Oh my God. I can't, I can't. That's how, yeah, that's how we met. Isn't it? Steph is so funny. She goes, I'm going to start telling people that's how we met. <laughs> that's really great. I can't wait to see who your grandma's dating Steph. <laughs> I cannot wait to see who she's dating. That shit is going to be on Facebook. So good. Uh, no, I don't want to spew false information. It doesn't work like that. It, it evidently night folks for the good of the show. And for anyone who might be interested in this, no harm, no foul. I did a little research on it to try to see exactly how it's going to play out. Cause Facebook, they're not the most trustworthy or honest company in the world. So this kind of is interesting. I would be leery, but Facebook dating is now available to users who are 18 and over. And it will not match you with your pre-existing Facebook friends. Okay, so there you go. Facebook dating requires opting into the service. And it isn't really part of your Facebook profile. You must create a separate dating profile, which then is linked to your Facebook and Instagram profiles. Can be a little creepy. Uh, you will fill out the profile as much or as little as you like. Similar to like OkCupid or Match.com. It will be, uh, it will start matching you with people who have similar interests. It will allow you to link your Instagram profile, which would allow you to pull your Instagram photos if you wish, and eventually allow users to pull stories from Facebook and Instagram as well. While Facebook dating won't match you with your Facebook friends, which means you won't accidentally see your uncle on there <laughs> or grandma. It does have a feature called Secret Crush, which will let you flirt with people that you already know. Secret Crush lets you choose up to nine friends to label as a crush. If one of those nine friends adds you as well, it notifies you. Hmm, I think that's fantastic. 
I wonder who's, does anyone have a crush on me? I think Bob has a crush on me, just Bobby. Because I give him chicken nuggets and he loves that. I think that's really funny. Yeah, he's got a crush on the food. I just said, I said, he's got a crush on me because I give him nuggies. <laughs> that's the only reason, big boy. Um, I have some tech news on Sony, not gaming related. Sony releases the 40th anniversary Walkman. And although I don't have a original Sony Walkman, I did as a child. I have this really cool Radio Shack one right here. You can see. Very cool. I like it because it has all these record functions. Earpiece, mic, record. Yeah, see it. See, I got manual focus on now, so you can't see that. It's going to be out of, out of focus. I think this is cool. How about this camera? Is this camera great or what? It looks so cool. Look how smooth it is. Oh, man, I love it. I'm so excited. This, sorry, I'm like gushing. I'm super hype. Uh, yeah, so Sony releases the uh, 40th anniversary Walkman. And at first, I go, I am absolutely buying one. Day one. I don't care how expensive it is. I want it. Then I read the article. Doesn't mean it's going to play cassettes, though. Why? Because there isn't a cassette player in it. Fuck, I wish I had some fucking air. What's wrong with you? Nope, it doesn't. It uh, basically is a Wi-Fi and Android music streaming device. Has Wi-Fi, Bluetooth. Sony says it's inspired and pays homage to Sony's first portable cassette player. Take a trip down memory lane with the 40th anniversary edition. But I want it to play cassettes. Seriously. I want a high quality cassette player. Bruh. Bruh. Excuse me. Um, and the last thing I got here on some of the tech news is that we have another security breach. Hold on. Where's my thing? Whoop, whoop, whoop. Security breach. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Security. Hackers infected the computer systems of the city of New Bedford, Massachusetts with ransomware. It's ransomware. Terrible. This happens all the time. To cities, and again, if the I know cities aren't listening to this podcast, but if you or you know anyone that works in a city, if you know in government, like you're not going to be able to say anything to them or change their mind to do. And they have a whole team of people, but like PSA, get your network in order, get your security in, in in order, like back up your shit, like. Just be prepared, be vigilant because these hackers are coming after cities and government entities because they have money and because they pay. Do not pay. Do not pay the hackers. It will get you nothing. They say, pay us and we'll give you your data back. They won't. What makes you think that they're trustworthy? They're fucking hackers. So be careful, be vigilant. Um, the hackers requested $5.3 million from the city to decrypt and send back the data. The ransom was too high. 
And they offered $300,000, though. Wow, they offered $300,000 to the hackers. I think that is big money. Hackers did not respond. They said no. That's not happening. They decided to not take that. So they got a big, fat nothing. A big, fat zero. And luckily, the city was vigilant. For the most part, they were able to shut down the servers and contain the attack from spreading further it infected only 158 computers. You may say, 158? Holy shit, that's a lot of computers. Yes, it's only 4% of their government city computers that were on the servers. 4%. Wow. So don't offer him shit. Don't offer him shit. They ain't gonna get nothing. Nothing, honey. What you eating? Nothing, honey. What kind of cereal is that? Nothing, honey. <laughs> hey, folks, every week we do a, uh, a community event in Discord. Every two weeks, actually. Every two weeks we do a community event in Discord. And uh, because I, was, I took last weekend off to set up this amazing thing, um, we didn't do the community event. I didn't promote it again. We are right now, we are currently on hashtag myangrygame. The week before we did my happy game. Now we're doing my angry game. Post a picture, post a story, post something in discord of a moment that you've had where the game, this game, it makes you so angry, so frustrated. I have even heard stories of people take controllers and break them over their legs or throw the controllers and break them. I don't condone that. Please don't ever do that. But some people can't control their anger and that happens from time to time. But let's hear your story. Post a picture of it. What is a game that just pisses you right the fuck off? And every time you play it, you get pissed off. And why? Why do you get pissed? What is it? What is your anger game? We're just going on, we're going back and forth. We had great turnout for my happy game, but now my angry game. How do you take part? Join our Discord community. Go to my website, heinehouse.com. H-E-I-N-E-H-O-U-S-E.com. And scroll to the top. Click the little Discord link, and it will take you right to the Discord server. Mobile phone, tablet, computer, laptop, It's it works on all of it. Join in, have some fun. And we have um, a podcast chat room. Click that, join in, have fun. Water's good, water's warm. And uh, we'll be happy to uh, hang out with you on there. All right, wouldn't that be nice? Be great. So post a picture in there, get in there. Um can also send audio questions if you have something you want to say you want to chat hey how about you let me know about the new layout let me know what you think let me know i honestly like give me your opinion on the uh the layout here the new camera the new just just everything like i'm super excited for it give me your feedback let me know what's up um and call in 503-908-5490 is the phone number 503-908-5490 90 you call that you don't even have to talk to me because who wants to talk to me nobody you just leave a voicemail oh that's so easy i don't even have to talk to jason fuck him leave me a voicemail just leave me a voicemail it'll come through my email and i'll play it. in fact i have one and i would love to play it for you right here uh because uh yeah because that's what we do and i'm gonna make sure i'm not mirroring because uh yeah i am see see i'm on it now i'm on it now folks Got my iPad, my volume's up. Here we go. 
Hey, Jason, this is Josh, also known as Frantic Online. I do my own podcast that's a solo show similar to yours, and I just wanted to say that All Gen Gamers back in the day was the original inspiration for me to want to go out and make my own podcast. And ever since I started this podcast about two years ago, I have been just loving it every every week, and I kind of do the similar idea where I talk about my life, video games, movies, whatever. Yeah. And uh, this is an applause for my show. I just want to say thank you so much for giving me that original inspiration because I used to uh, work overnight shifts, stocking at a grocery store. Shitty. Terrible job. Yeah, I get and it. And All Gen Gamers was one of those like shining beacons. Hell yeah, man. That made me feel better about everything. And um, it was one of the podcasts that got me into podcasts. Nice. As well as the Cartridge Club and that community, oh. um, which I know you know and are a part of as well. Absolutely. So Great. that's all I called to say is thank you so much for just being you and doing what you do. All right. Thanks. Bye. Thank you, Frantic, my man right there. Thank you so much for the audio question. Um, what a heartwarming message. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Shout out to the Cartridge Club. Those guys are fantastic. All my friends. Beautiful people. Um. Yeah, you know, All Gen Gamers was there for a lot of people during a lot of different times in your lives. And it's not that I don't know that. It's the reason why I'm still here right now is I do know that. And I love hearing about it. I love hearing the passion and the emotion and, and the fond memories that it brings you. And I honestly, what I ultimately want to do is inspire people. And I want to get people to laugh or just have some enjoyment, even if this is here, just to kill your kill your time and kill a day at work. You're working somewhere shitty that you hate right now and you don't like being there and you're fucking pissed off and like, maybe you can laugh a little bit. Maybe I can bring that to you. That's all I really care about. This is a fun show and uh, All Gen Gamers was a fun show and that's all this is really intended to be. Plus, I really like to do it and I want to do something that I thoroughly enjoy and that I'm, I, like, I like to do. So, Frantic, thank you so much for the audio question. That means so much. And uh, join Discord. This is, a great, this is a great opportunity. Join the Discord and come in the podcast chat room and plug your show. Come in. I want people to, I want people to share what they're passionate about. And maybe other people in there will take part, too. You never know. You know, I mean, we try to keep, we try to keep the spam to a minimum. We're not going to sit there and just spam all day long and stuff. But, like, dude, roll through. Come through and say, hey, I'm frantic. I, I submitted the audio question on the episode. And hey, I'm just letting you guys know I do this. Like, just fucking promote it. It's all good, man. It's all good. There's Your community is my community. We're all in this together. So like, makes it makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. So hey, you want to take part? You want to throw down a question? Maybe share a memory like that? That's fantastic. Please do. Come on in. The water's great. Give me a call. 503 908-5490. Go ahead. Just just pick up that phone. Just pick up that phone. Give me a call. I'll be standing by. Nude from the waist down. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to wrap the show up here with the closer, Hugh. With the closer, Hugh? With the closer here. My mouth isn't working. Uh, big shout out to all of the amazing friends on Patreon for the support, for keeping this show alive. And in fact, 
reason the show is happening right now as you're listening is because of all these people you see on your screen and for the support patreon.com slash jason heine is where you go and for as little as five dollars a month that's it five dollars a month that will get you into getting the exclusive show the heine house after party amongst many other things i just redid all my tears you really should go check it out and you can definitely jump in on that and i have other tiers too that give you early access to videos and also my entire music discography from the past and the future and a bunch of other stuff. You really should take a look. Shout out to my amazing supporters at the very top. They're game loft, the game loft here, Brandon, George, Aaron, Weldon, Tammy, Sam, Luke, and Ryan. Much love to you guys and to everyone for the support. Shout out to all the subs on Twitch as well. Thank you for coming through. Shout out to all the Discord peeps, the Nitro boosters. Um, shout out to Mario for always throwing shit in a pipe, keeping it real, cleaning out the pipes. And uh, make sure to call me 503-908-5490. Give the podcast a review. Give it a star rating if you would. Heinehouse.com is the website. And as always... I'm going I'm going to leave you with a song. This is new. We started doing this last episode and uh I'm going to uh, play one of my originals. Every single episode I'm going to play a song that I composed. And last week I played something off of my video game remix album and I'm going to continue playing that right there with the next one right down the list. Mega Man 2 remix getting flashed thank you so much for being here much love to you all we'll see you next week bye now